Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. Um, I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 4 episode um, 178 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are studying in June 27th to July the 3rd, 1 Kings chapters 17 to 19 and uh, we are concluding uh, chapter 18 and having a look uh, at the um, start of chapter 19 as well. So we've just concluded the episode where Elijah and the priests of Baal were um, sacri- or trying to call down fire from their God uh, for the sacrifice uh, that was before them. And we see that um, the Lord uh, responds to Elijah's prayer and engulfs the uh, the sacrifice that was doused in water, if you remember. Um, so obviously, as we know, for a few years now, there has been a drought sent by the Lord in response to the wickedness of Israel, and in particular, King Ahab. Um, but now, um, Elijah tells Ahab that there will be rain. Um, and in verse 44, after um Elijah has told Ahab that there will be rain. He keeps an eye out uh, a number of times, tells his servant to go and look to see if there's, uh, to go look toward the sea. And he said there was nothing seven times. But then in verse 44, it says, And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. Now, um, we presume here that because Ahab has travelled by chariot, that um, if it does rain before he returns to the city, it may be that he may struggle to get uh, back to the city uh, because the, the mud and the, the, the rain water will slow him down. Uh, so Elijah says uh, to his servant to go tell Ahab to go now so that the rain doesn't stop him. Remember that there is basically a very small patch of cloud in the sea, over the sea at this moment. So this is like, for example, Noah building his ark before the the rain starts to fall. Um, This is trying to warn an individual that there is something coming that they need to be prepared for. Now, to his credit, um, uh, Ahab does ride uh, when he has sent the message. Um, But I just love the fact that... um, Elijah has the the faith, and actually, it's more probably the the the, the quality of hope uh, that this is, where he sees a beginning of the the promise of the Lord being fulfilled, and he acts on that um, straight away. Uh, Elder Neil A. Maxwell said, quote, "Just as doubt, despair, and desensitization go together, so do faith, hope, and charity." The latter, however, must be carefully and constantly nurtured, whereas despair, like dandelions, needs so little encouragement to sprout and spread. Despair comes so naturally to the natural man. Um, souls can be roused and rallied. Sultan. Souls can be roused and rallied by hope's reveal, as by no other music. Even if comrades slumber or desert, lively hope performs like a reconnoitering scout out in advance of God's columns. Um, hope causes cause disciples to go quickly and expectantly to an empty garden tomb. Hope helps a prophet to see a rescuing rain in a distant cloud, which appeared to be no larger 
than a man's hand, close quote. Hope, uh, for, for me, is the, the assurance or the knowledge that God will fulfill his blessings that he has stated that he will give and acting in accordance. It is similar to faith in a way, but it, the hope um, is more focused on the, the future blessings or promises that will be fulfilled rather than having faith that uh, having faith that Christ will do something for us. It, it's it's very similar, but it's uh, it's something which uh, I think is um, very specific in knowing that the Lord will fulfill His promises to us. Um, so as we see, um, as Ahab began to ride, uh, the, the heaven was black with clouds and wind already. Uh, and in verse 46, I like this little detail that's added to the end here. And I've never noticed this, but it's quite an interesting comment as well. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Now, I didn't, I've not looked up the distance between Jezreel, uh, which was the capital city of uh, the kingdom of Israel at the time, uh, and Mount Carmel. Although with the power of editing and technology I now have... Uh, and so the distance between Mount Carmel and Jezreel was between uh, 40 to 50 kilometres. So we're talking around about 25 kilometres to just over 30 miles. Um, so we're not talking you know, a short distance. The chariot clearly would have been a much quicker transport option um, in normal circumstances. Uh, but again, the Lord just demonstrates his power and his sustaining strength uh, that he gives to Elijah here that Elijah runs ahead of Ahab and is able to reach Jezreel before him and his chariots, whether that's because perhaps the rain starts to fall and, and Ahab is slowed down, as Elijah said he would be if he did not leave soon, uh, or perhaps if it's the Lord's sustaining strength to Elijah uh, that he was able to travel quicker and return back uh, to Jezreel before Ahab, before Ahab uh, to the entrance of Jezreel, we don't know. But it indicates the, the power and strength of the Lord that he gives to his servants to be able to accomplish things um, in a quick and uh, effective way and manner if we, have, if we are connected to him and his spirit. Um, and his spirit which of course enlarges our faculties and um, magnifies our abilities. So we're going now into chapter 19, the final chapter for this week. And um, just to give a bit of context before we go into a couple of events over the last couple of days um, for this week. Um, Ahab returns, uh, as has been, has been mentioned, and tells Jezebel, his wife, all that has been done. Um, and Jezebel, as we have mentioned already, uh, is not um, a very pleasant individual. And she responds in verse 2 and says, So let the gods do to me, and moreover also, if I make not thy life, as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. So in other words, she's saying that if I don't kill you by this time tomorrow, like you have killed the prophets of Baal, then let the gods kill me. Um, she is making a, a, she is swearing before her gods um, that she is going to, to murder Elijah. Uh, and so Elijah runs, <laughs> he, he gets out of the city and comes to Beersheba um, which is quite understandable because, you know, Jezebel is not impressed or pleased at all. And so what we're going to do is we're going to see how the Lord will sustain Elijah through this time and help him to know that he is with him at all times. Thank you so much uh, for joining the study today. 
uh, please do um, join with us tomorrow and uh, on Sunday as we conclude this uh, section of, of study. Um, some really impressive, uh, memorable and informative uh, le- lessons that we are learning from this ch- these sections. Uh, please share what you studied uh, along uh, about these uh, chapters on the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come and Follow Me. Uh, or you can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.